To episode one of House to House, firstly a huge thank you for listening to this premiere episode and for lending your ears to listen to our voices. I'm Kyler, and across me we have Peter. How are you doing today, Peter? I'm doing good. Thanks, Kyler. That's good. What have you been up to recently? Recently, oh yeah, I had a really good chicken dinner the other ah. night. Okay, well, and I'm still thinking about <laughs> it. Where do you have it at? Was it at some like coffee shop or was it a no, fast food? No, no, this is a Nando's. <gasps> Nando's. Yeah, so it's it's like a whole chicken. Damn. And uh, yeah, that sounds I, really good. I, I eat a lot. <laughs> I'm glad you had a great dinner, Peter. And what about you, Kyler? How are you doing today? Ah, uh, I'm okay. I'm woke up this morning. I felt a bit lazy. That's why I'm wearing this hat right now, because usually I style my hair. Ah. To work So But today I'm like eh. I'll just wear a hat And cover my eyes So yeah Cool yeah. Cool hat Thank you <laughs> So listeners If you came from Our teaser preview You would know that We are part of Mortgage Master And I don't think There's a, any better way To start off our podcast series Than to talk about Everything mortgage What mortgage means Who are mortgage brokers What do they do Do you even need one And so forth So Firstly I think the word mortgage itself often seems perplexing simply because most people don't use it in their everyday lives like even for me like before i joined this company like four months ago yeah the only occurrence i had with the word mortgage was in monopoly like the game the board game and even then when i was playing the game i had no idea what it meant but i think as time passed and you know um having worked in this company I started to learn about these definitions. And right now, I think my current definition, or rather, the when I want to explain it simply, because I have friends who ask me, hey, uh, what you do at Mortgage Master? And I have to explain to them what mortgage mm-hmm. means. The simple definition of mortgage is, if you need money for a property, someone helps to pay for you first. That someone is usually a bank. I think in Singapore, it can be a bank, or if you take, it can be HDB. Right. And they call it, they call the mortgage loan a HDB loan. It's basically the same thing. It's just like they are kind of branding, right? Yeah. So that's a mortgage loan. To me, it's just an ATAS word. It basically means property loan, um, which you know can either be for residential, like your housing, or commercial for buildings. Am I right to say it so far? Yeah. So so basically, you know, property in Singapore is really expensive. Mm. I mean, we've heard of $1 million HDB flats, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. And and no one has that kind of cash mm. in hand. So what people normally need to do is they need to borrow it from, like you said, HDB or a bank. And there are different um, criteria. Mm. And um, for banks, it's, it's a little more broad. Like um, you can have bank loans for private properties, for condos, and like you said, for commercial purposes as well. Yeah, so have, like... Touching on your point, I think how it applies to most people is that you'll need a mortgage loan when you want to buy a house, at least for most people, you know, for the general public. And I think no matter how affordable or how pricey a house can be, like be it HDB all the way to like if you want to buy a private property, I feel that people will need a mortgage regardless of what kind of house you buy. Like a regular pleb like me, when I want to get a BTO or if let's say... I'm a multi-millionaire looking to buy a private house. I feel that 
everyone will need a mortgage loan. It's actually way more common than we think. Um, and I think maybe to us, we know, but maybe for listeners who are new to this, like they might be thinking like, oh, why do multi-millionaires need a mortgage loan, you know, when they have money to buy a house already? Honestly, they don't need to. I mean, if they want to make the down payment for like $5 million to like, if they just want to give, nah, here's $5 million and I'll buy this $5 million house straight up, they can. Like, yeah. no one's stopping them, but that's just bad financial management. Well, in my in my opinion, bad financial management is subjective. I mean, there are always people who think that there's no such thing as good debt. Mm. For example, um, there's no such thing as like you want to pay off all your all the money that you owe as yeah. soon as possible. Yeah. Um, but in in today's climate, especially in like 2020 and 2021, what we've seen is that interest rates for mortgage loans are really low, mm. which means that it doesn't cost that much to borrow money. Essentially, yeah, yeah, and like having you said that the interest li- interest rates are really low. It's like if they take the same amount of money and they if they invest it somewhere else, they'll make like I don't know how many times as compared to this extra interest that they have to, they have to pay for the mortgage loan. Am I right to say that? Right, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I think that even it doesn't mean that just because you are well middle class in a sense you have to take a mortgage loan. I mean, rich people have to take a loan as well. That's what I'm trying to... That's yeah, my in, point. In I'm fact, some, some slightly more well-to-do people that we know um, choose to take a mortgage loan exactly what, like, what Kyla, you were saying um, in order to take advantage of the lower interest rate exactly. and have the liquidity to invest um, in things that will give them higher returns over time. Yeah, I mean, I feel that that's how they got to that status of being a multi-millionaire to know to have that good financial management in that sense, and that's how they're gonna stay at that echelon. Yeah, that's just my post personal opinion. The only people that I foresee not needing a mortgage loan is like if you are a billionaire and you wanna buy like a BTO house. That's not possible, but as it, it is possible, but that's the only. Well, no, it's not possible. They're, oh, it's they're, actually they're not possible. In, they are income limits to BTOs. If you're a multimillionaire, you don't qualify for a BTO. Oh, snap. So everybody in well, that sense. Oh. I guess if you're a multimillionaire who's not making money, in which case you're a pretty bad multimillionaire. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. So it's actually way more common than we think. That's what yep. I'm trying to say is that it, there's no like negative stereotype. Like, oh, I need to take a loan. Like you have this feeling of debt inside of you. But it's actually crucial and it's like a necessity in that sense well again there are people who feel that there's no such thing as bad debt and we don't want to discount their their mm. opinions or their feelings but it, yeah i mean in general in singapore um home loans mortgage loans are the the lowest interest rate loans that you could ever find mm. and if there's anything that you need to borrow for it should be property because right. you can pay it off over a longer period of time yeah for an interest rate that really doesn't rise that high. It's relatively more speaking. user-friendly in that sense uh, where they have yeah. low interest rates and they allow you to have that flexibility in that sense where you can pay over 25, 30 years instead yep. of like maybe a five-year period or something. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay, okay. So, I'm, I mean, I've shared my opinion on how I feel about mortgage and like when did you get into mortgage? 
or what introduced you to mortgage? So, so like Kyler, I, I ended up, I started in a company that required me to learn about, <laughs> about home loans. And, and that was where I learned about, about this product because I didn't need a home loan back then. Mm. I was still living with my parents. I am still living with my parents. Um, and, and learning about home loans was something that was required mm. of my job. But after you learn about it, I think you realize what a, what a fascinating product it is, I think. Yeah. Um, how, how in Singapore, it's such a, a massive industry that um, has so many innovative and interesting ways to go about essentially helping you borrow money to finance a house. And yeah, I, I think like until you start writing about it, until you start learning about it, you don't realize just how much um, there is to find out and there is to learn and how much you can benefit once you know all the ins and outs of mortgage. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think the topic of housing in Singapore especially isn't that new. Like from when I grew up, I've heard a lot of, uh, you know, people in my parents' generation who say like, hey, we buy HDB, then we go condo. And you know, they have this... They have this dream, they have this vision of like owning as, like maximizing their investments, you know, when they rent out and yada yada, you know, having these assets to their names. So, but we hear these things. We hear like, oh, I'm, I have a HDB, I'm going to buy a condo. But then when suddenly the word mortgage comes in, you're like, eh, suddenly all lost already. Mm. That's how I feel. And I think that's how a lot of people in my generation feel. If like when they're not into this housing aspect yet, when there's no need to even be to even start considering like, oh, what house should I get? Why do I need to care about mortgage and everything? So, yeah, but it's actually way, way more common than we think. It's just that we don't know how this word mortgage pops up, you know? Not, not just that, but I guess a lot of people feel like, a lot of people um, know about property, mm. like you said. A lot of people want to go into the property investment route mm-hmm. because, I mean, Singapore being Singapore, we've, we've seen major... Um, returns over property although if I mean if you really want to be honest about it those returns are getting smaller and smaller (laughs) over time because people are paying more and more for the initial for their initial property but the idea of making money through property is always something that that's many Singaporeans consider Um, which is strange when you realize like Kyler you're saying they don't think about how mortgage plays into that yeah um into that whole property investment thing, how there are ways to to ensure that you save money mm. or there are ways to ensure that you're not spending as much to be more accurate um, so that when you sell your property or when you upgrade, you're actually um, in a lot better position to to make those those decisions and that, uh, yeah, you know, you, you're not, your, your profit margin isn't reduced because you didn't consider how mortgage loans fit into the whole equation. Mm, yeah, I see. So I, I think, again, coming back to what you said right at the beginning of this discussion, Kyla, um, you mentioned Monopoly. Mm. And I think that's probably where most people have that bad impression yeah. of. Because the only time you mortgage a property in Monopoly mm-hmm. is when you need money exactly. when you're broke. Yeah, and, and that's not the case in Singapore, at least. Mm. Um, in, in Singapore, we don't have the, the luxury of buying the property first and then trying to get money out of it right. later. 
we need the money. We need to borrow money to even buy the property <laughs> to begin exactly. with. Exactly. <laughs> so, so unlike monopoly, where where mortgage is a is a kind of oh last resort in Singapore, it's actually, or at least I mean bias opinion, I guess. Mm. But it should be a first resort because most people don't have the cash on hand to pay five hundred thousand dollars for a flat, a million dollars for a condo. Yeah, like we don't have that kind of money on hand, and if you do, please give some to us. <laughs> exactly. So it's like people trying to avoid the mortgage, but in Singapore, people need to realize that they need the mortgage actually to even get a house. That should be like one of the first steps you should be considering. And it's not saying that it's a obligation. It's more like it's helping you in that sense to help you like you know attain the house that you really desire. Doesn't matter what kind of house it is, but it helps you in that sense. So yeah, I yep. think. Moving on, now that we have a better sense of what mortgage is, I think a lot of people don't understand what mortgage brokers do. Um, from well, my very first impression of a mortgage broker is like, in in all honesty, it felt like someone who like, hey, you need money for house, I lend you. That's what I thought a mortgage broker was, someone who lended you money. Right. But I've come to realize that I could not be more wrong, <laughs> as to what a mortgage broker really is. So. I think my current understanding is that when people need to take a mortgage, a housing loan, they have many considerations and options that they can take. They can right. take it from the HD, um, from HDB, which they call a HDB loan, essentially also a mortgage loan, or they can choose like one from the many banks that we have here in Singapore. And like, for example, DBS offers a kind of mortgage loan. Another bank offers a kind of mortgage loan, and so so on and so forth. Right. And, but we can only choose one. Am I right to say that? Like we can't take multiple mortgage loans at right. the same time. Yeah. 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 So we have this like we have to choose one of like I don't know 16, 17 options that we have. More like 30 to 45. We have to choose one out of 30 or 45 options. <laughs> so yeah, like I I mean I really can't when I want to have dinner, when I want to buy like Thai fun from below the coffee shop. I really have trouble and anxiety like thinking like, oh no, what do I get? Like there are so many options. I can't imagine having to <laughs> have 45 options of housing loans and then this is going to be for my house. It's not just for my dinner. Right, yeah. exactly. I mean, I mean, you already have that trouble making decisions as Haifan store or Nasi Padang store yeah. on a daily basis. Like, like, even though you know that what the options probably are, you mm. still get confused when you actually look at them. I mean, how often do we buy a house how exactly. in Singapore? Like, like, how many times do we buy properties and... and we don't really encounter these options mm. uh, often and we have to make a decision that will probably um, affect us for at least the near future if not the rest of our lives. Right. It's like I wish there was someone... Okay, so sometimes I will take quite a while to decide what I want. Right. And that's when the stall owner starts to prompt me like, oh, you want this? How about this? You want to try this? this kind of thing. And I feel like hey, that's exactly what a mortgage broker does actually. Like they help you decide in a sense. They advise you on like which option they think is best for your situation. Right. Uh, a good mortgage broker at mm. least should be giving you the autonomy to make the decision but ensure that you have all the information you need to make the right decision. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. A, so A good mortgage broker shouldn't be forcing you to take a specific package just because like, you should be you know, you should make the decision to take that package. Ultimately, yeah. you still have that freedom to make the decision. It's, it's just that along the way, they help you in that process. Exactly. So, so 
how I mean how mortgage brokers work is that we know all the packages mm. that banks offer at any one point in time. We are constantly updated when um, packages are being introduced, and when instead of you as the the you know the home buyer having to go to each bank and asking them, hey, you know what what are you offering? Hey, what are you offering? Think of it like like instead of going to multiple hawker stalls trying to decide what to eat, <laughs> um, we. We just tell you, look at these are all the options. You don't need to figure them out. Um, just let us know what, um, you what your interests are, what you want, what you're feeling like today, and then we'll propose um, based on your based on your requirements, based on your interests, based on your needs. Wow, it sounds like a really helpful service that most people should use. Like, I mean, well, I mean, biased opinion again, but we think everyone should use mm. our services because, for one thing, um, we don't charge. Oh. So there's no, um, there's no harm in just reaching out to a mortgage broker to find out uh, what your options are without needing to spend all that time um, going to each individual bank to learn about their... Yeah. So uh, is this free service just for mortgage master or, is, or does that apply to all mortgage brokers in Singapore? Um, okay, so so how mortgage brokers earn is is by um, our referrals. Mm. So so the banks pay us um, uh, a 0.15% of your loan amount in order to refer you to them. How we do... Um, so because the banks are paying us and the banks pay us the same rate regardless of which bank it is, we have no incentive to offer one bank over another to you. Right. And we have no reason to charge you because we are getting paid depending, regardless of which um We basically package. get paid the same. Yeah. De- regardless of which option the buyer chooses, the client chooses. Exactly. It's just that. So that doesn't have any like, we don't have any unbiased opinions as to like, Hey, choose this bank so we get a higher commission or whatever. Right. That's not how it works because we get the same regardless of what you choose. Right. And I think out of all this, it allows us um to like have really help you choose the best deal for you. Right. Yeah. But so, of course, I mean that's that's not the only reason we we do this service. I mean, ultimately, we believe at Mortgage Master that we want to help you mm. as an individual. So even if you don't choose a package to us, um. Yeah, I mean, our service is still free for you. Right, okay. So, I think this goes back to what my initial impression was where I thought that mortgage brokers, I thought that mortgage brokers were like, hey, you need some money for housing? I lend you, you know? That's not the case at all. It's like, we are not the loaners. You still loan from the bank. Right. It Essentially, if you don't use a mortgage broker, you'll have to, you know, use on your own time, you have to go to the bank, find out what it is, like what... um, what kind of loans are eligible for you and then you make the decision. But instead, if you come to a mortgage broker, you just ask us like, hey, I have this, I have this, like what kind of house you'll need, how much uh, money you have or how much rather a loan that you want to take. And right. then we're like, okay, this is the best option for you. That's what it is. We are, you are still loaning from the bank because we are the middleman in this transaction of you and the bank. We just filter the best thing for you immediately. And, and also, I mean, as we mentioned earlier, we're more than the middlemen. I mean, we are the experts. Mm. We, we do know how each package works. We mm. do know all the extra benefits that Ooh. come with each individual package. Extra benefits, does that mean that people, if people use a mortgage broker, do they get discount? Like even better rates? 
Well, for some mortgage brokers, because of the number of cases that we refer mm. to each individual bank, we do get to enjoy certain preferential rates ah. or certain preferential um, subsidies that, that perhaps um, you going directly to the bank may not have access to. So what you're saying is that we can, well, in some cases, in some cases, we yeah. can offer better rates as compared to if you had gone directly to were the to bank. go directly yeah. to the bank. Right. Ah, okay. Then and this service is free. And the service is free. Wow. Okay. So I think at the end of the day, it all comes down to the home buyer. Like you said, a good mortgage broker will still allow um, the home buyer to have the autonomy, the freedom, the this choice that they can eventually make for themselves. Right. So I think it comes down to that question of do people really need a mortgage broker? I mean, I think that it's... Okay, in all honesty, it's not a must. Yeah. It's definitely not a must to get a mortgage broker. I mean, I myself can go to each bank. Like you said, there were 30, 45 banks, right? And I'm working full-time now. So that means that I'm only able to go to a bank every Saturday probably. Right. So that's 30 to 45 Saturdays. That's almost an entire year just to see which bank is best for me. And we, throughout that, I don't know, that 45-week period, there have probably been new loans right. already. So I have to keep going back and find out which loan is the best for me. How am I supposed to do that? It's, I mean, for me, like, at least, it's honestly not possible. So the alternative is simply that you decide, hey, I'm, I'm okay with just going with the first or second thing I'm, I'm shown, you know, yeah. the first or second option that I'm given. And it's such a, p- a pity sometimes mm. because um, you know how, like, like when, I was in, when I was in China many, many years ago ah. um, and I wanted to buy a souvenir and I, I'm, I was such a noob. <laughs> I was such a noob. And I already I, know where this is going. And I'm like, oh, this looks like a really cool souvenir to buy. To buy. And, and I'm like, I bargain down to like 50% of the price and then to 40% of the price and I'm feeling really good about myself. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I got a 60% discount on this souvenir and then I walk two steps and I go to another shop and the exact same souvenir is there for 40% of the price. Exactly. And I could bargain down for another 20% or 30%. It's exactly that same example like when you want to leave a country and you walk at their, in their airport where, you know, you're like, oh, I need to get last minute souvenir. Right. It's exactly that like yeah. It's the same for banks You just choose the first two Because like you think You're in the rush And then you go to the third one And you realise that Oh I could have gotten A better option Yeah Pretty yeah. much So imagine if there was like A consolidated store Right In the airport itself They're like You want this souvenir? Nah Here yeah. are 15 options You And like Probably 15 different prices Right You choose what is You choose what you want Yeah that is exactly what a mortgage broker is. Exactly. You, you still live with a home loan that suits your purposes, mm. but now you have the option from all the choices available rather yeah. than having to find out what the choices are. And, and these are choices that are already curated. Based, I mean, a good mortgage broker would curate the choices for you so that you know exactly what you want and then you can choose from the options that you're given. Yeah. Ew. I think we covered a lot in this episode. I think it was 
pretty good for our first episode. It was definitely quite a bit, I th- and I think all the information might be new to some of you. So if you do have any questions or things that you want to clarify about, do drop us an email at podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg. We will be using and answering these questions in our question-only episode called Open House in the Future. Having said that, thanks for joining us, folks. And here at Mortgage Masters, we are masters at giving mortgage to your mortgage. Say that 10 times really quickly. See you next time.